Ascabuam. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning and the first day of June 2023. Glad to have you with us. And what is that? That's falling from the sky? Is it true? Is it a dream? No, it is not. We are seeing some rain right now in the capital city. I, emphasis right now on the word some, but look, look we'll, we'll take it when we can get it. And I suspect that Mother Nature has heard, uh, as she does, about Request Line Friday coming up tomorrow, and it's already paying dividends for our lawns, our flowers, our drought, all of those things. And Mother Nature is saying, wait, I can start to feel the pull. I can start to feel the 30-plus requests that have already been put in for the Drought Buster edition of Request Line Friday. And you can proudly say, if you've put a request in today, when you're talking to people at work, when you're noting to your family outside that we're getting a little bit of a nice uh, nice soaking here this morning, you can point out and you can say three words. I did that. I did that. And more is on the way. Thank you to the Request Line Friday Drought Buster Editions. Tomorrow, well, we'll be playing all of the songs we can think of that relate to precipitation, rain, storms, thunder, lightning home irrigation, uh, whatever, whatever it might be. We'll be uh, getting to all of that tomorrow on the show, so you can text in your requests now. But just look at the good work that you've already done. Congratulations. How long has the rain been falling, Mark? Uh, it was starting knowledge? starting just as I came in. Uh, as I left home just before 4. It was right. starting to sprinkle. 13 hundreds. What? Uh, 13 hundreds uh, between um, in the 4 o'clock hour. Over the 10 one-hundredths or the one-tenth of an inch mark, right? finally. And that was at the airport, and it's been raining pretty heavily, at least Midtown, since. But this rain has created uh, some situations on roads, and we've had several uh, vehicles hydroplane on I-180 and I-80. Really? Down in the ditch, and uh, one at uh, 27th and Calvert. Right now, they're working car into a light pole. Really? It's well, rain? You know, after it's been this uh, dry, huh. some, some of the streets get slick because of the oil that uh, gets washed, worked in. And okay. So I guess be careful. LFR and LPD and oh. Sheriff's Office busy this morning. I guess it's kind of like that uh, first snow of the year in November or December, Mark, even when it's just a little bit. Uh, everybody kind of forgot how to drive in the snow and they're slip sliding around. It can be issues on that first time. Everybody's got to kind of relearn. It's been so long since we've had more than point zero five inches of rain. We've also forgotten how to drive during in the rain. I guess. Yeah, slow down a little. That's also uh, that's also a thing when you take a break like this from any rain. So, uh, great news here this morning. But the drought buster will still go on because we do need more than thirteen hundredths of an inch, and so we will uh, we'll be getting into that tomorrow. The rest of the show today, though. Uh, it is a Ticket Thursday. We've got tickets to see Steve Miller Band in concert at Pinewood Bowl. And 
For that, we are going to play the lie detector. We played lie detector last week and had a lot of fun with it. We're going to get back to it this week. See if you guys can uh, see if you guys can improve a little bit on what happened last week. I'm we did lie detector two weeks two ago. weeks ago. Whenever the last time we did lie detector was, yeah. we'll, uh, uh, I thought we did the country music songs two weeks ago. Oh, we're not doing lie detector. I'm sorry. We did what is Ellen Kennedy thinking of last uh, week? Why can't I ever think of the right? That's what we're doing today. Oh, okay. I just said the wrong thing. I said the wrong thing. Do I need to put the list of all the games? Just all the games, all the segments, all the days, <laughs> so I no longer get them mixed up. So I'm sorry, but it is going to be What is LNK Today okay. with Jack and Friends, thinking of the same game we played last week, and we'll be uh, doing that once again here this week for your chance to win those tickets. Also, we'll have your morning drive. We'll count down the five things that you're going to be talking about today, as we always do, at 735, 8 o'clock hour. The Grow Lincoln team, Robin and Dave, are in with new restaurants, retail businesses, and more news for you. And then Greg Sharp will join us for his regular spot at 835 this morning. Uh, so let's jump into the things that are happening this morning. And after this entire legislative session where all of these questions continued to be asked because of the filibusters, because how long you were spending on every little point and every little amendment and bills taking days and weeks and so on to debate, you thought they're never going to get anything done. One piece of news you might not have expected to hear at the end of the session was, Bip, they're going to be done early this time around. Looks like they'll uh, adjourn sine die this afternoon or later this e- or this evening. Which is uh, like yeah, a week day- early, isn't two it? Days, two days early. Two legislative days. Two legislative days early. The governor has promised to any vetoes he, that he would make, he would have to them today for potential overrides. That's kind of the, the what the last day is for. Wow. So. It's all over already. My goodness. Well, we'll see what happens on, on the last day, as you mentioned. Uh, one budget override yesterday dealing with the state auditor's funding for the state auditor's office and hiring auditors, as you mentioned, uh, and the ability to pay them competitively. And that was the one thing. Did not override vetoes uh, on the issues that had to do with housing, on the issues that had to do with Medicaid reimbursement or anything else where the governor had made vetoes in the budget. So that was the only one that actually came out of that. Uh, The motorcycle helmet law repeal got passed. Got passed. Expected to be signed. So that after... that is uh, among among all the things we thought were going to be the the big news, the the issues that came up and discussed over and over again year after year that I did not expect to be that one to be on the list of the things that got done. But nonetheless, it uh, it did. And um, barring any changes here, you'll eventually probably start to see some motorcyclers on Nebraska highways, the interstate, etc., without helmets on. I believe that goes into effect January 1st. Then you won't see it for a while. <laughs> Unless they're breaking law, so we've um, yeah we've we've got that uh, in legislative news, and then uh, anything else, Mark, on the yeah. on the legislative yeah news? the opportunity scholarships uh, legislation that the governor signed, you know, allowing uh, donations to private school uh, scholarship programs, uh, a group and uh, supported by the Nebraska State Education Association filed a ballot initiative yesterday to repeal really? that really. And the governor and uh, the uh, author of that bill, State Senator Lan Linehan, not very complimentary about that uh, effort. Well, okay. I, they uh, had some harsh words for 
NSCA and the uh, group uh, proposing that. Look, it's not you know surprising anymore that when there's a legislative outcome that is at least some level of opposition to it, that a ballot initiative is going to come up. We've talked about that on several issues. We've seen that on several issues. Uh, and I understand the arguments for and against this, and I understand there are people, you know, obviously very for and very against this and uh, so forth. But this does not sound to me like an issue that is going to be ripe for victory at a ballot an initi- initiative. No, I'd, I'd I have ju- to agree I, with you. They're, we're talking $25 million this this uh, coming year. I know, and it'll go up after that, but I just don't. But it caps at 100 It doesn't million. scream like... It doesn't scream ballot initiative winner to me. Now, who knows? My analysis might be might be dead wrong on that. Um, it has been in the past, but the, you know, just the difficulty that we've seen in process for some of these things, getting the signatures that they need. Number one, and then just if that would go up in a statewide vote in twenty twenty four, it doesn't sound to me like one that the state is going to that the state is going to reverse what the legislature did. Uh, that we'll would see. that would seem to be, I, I would have to agree with you, although I will say that the, if the NSEA uh, gets their grassroots efforts, yeah. you've got a lot of teachers in a lot of areas that can collect uh, signatures if they uh, agree with it. And, and, and But this is a little surprising, g- given the amount of state aid and funding that passed the legislature and that the governor governor proposed this year that is going to public education. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, and again... I know it's it's not that I don't understand or um, the arguments against it, May, and maybe the thought is it will have some success in the more typically red parts of the state because there are very few private schools in some of those areas, and that might might give it think that might, the thinking might be you get a little bit of a nudge because of that as well. But it's a big undertaking on one that I think would be a question mark. At the polls, you, you know, it, on on a lot of these issues, you, you know, we thought if voter ID got on the ballot, that it would probably pass. I think we, te- the the thinking tends to be that if medical marijuana gets on the ballot, it will pass. Um, and we've seen other ones like this as well. You just you feel like you're actually getting a decent sense of where the Nebraska electorate in these kind of ballot initiatives is going to vote. And because we've started to have a lot of experience and it's a it's kind of an odd political being, to be frank. Yeah. It's it's not again, it's it's not straight, you know, straight conservative policy, straight liberal policy, any of that. It's kind of a mix and match. And so, you know, maybe that should should give me a reason not to be so sure about the outcome of the whole thing. But wowzers, nonetheless, what weather service uh, airport just posted the five o'clock hour rainfall totals 8700 what so we're, not, we're now at one inch so what and, and i had just seen um because matt olberding tweeted it tweeted that out real quick just yeah. before you said that lincoln has received an inch of rain in the last two hours after getting 1.1 inches in april and may combined wow guys have we already busted the drought? Just <laughs> no. by saying Just we by, were doing uh, it. I mean, it's going to be like Noah's Ark up in here by tomorrow <laughs> when we start playing music. We're, we're going to get to seven eighteen, and it's going to be like, guys, maybe we should stop playing these <laughs> we, songs. We were so concerned about whether we could do it, we didn't ever think about whether we should do it. Yeah. As we are swimming out of the studios tomorrow after Request Line Friday. No, no, we'll take it. We will take it for sure.
That's and, good news. And back to the news. A couple other things. Property yeah. evaluation protests can now be filed yeah. in Lancaster County. Yeah. yeah. UNL Board of Regents considering a 3.5% tuition increase. <laughs> For this coming year. That's right. you got to be kidding me. About a $50 million shortfall in their budget. Uh, so that was taken up at their uh, regents meeting yesterday. Yeah, that's all right. You, and, and I vote against that. Well, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> they saw the reports that child care... Was costing more than a uh, <laughs> of year. Oh yeah, state did you yeah, say that? Say, you saw that? St- what was that study that you saw? Oh, it was. Um, I believe Channel Eight had it, and I, I'd retweeted it. But it was something along the lines of, uh, it, on average in Nebraska, and I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head, um, the in-state tuition is ten thousand one hundred something dollars um, for UNL. Uh, the child care costs for a year. On average, across the state for like an infant preschool daycare, yeah, yeah, it would be ten to fourteen thousand dollars a year. <laughs> so it's bit, yeah, you're ba- it's ba- you could be paying for a college degree. So, so the regents saw that and they said, absolutely not. We we cannot be losing this fight against childcare. <laughs> well, they're going to need more. Than, how about as an alternative? <laughs> how about need a, more than a three and a half percent increase? Then. About as an alternative, you just get your toddler admitted to UNL and uh, you know send him to classes throughout the course of the day. All right. All right. After we change your diaper, it's time for mo- molecular biology. I mean, <laughs> I might try to get her uh, admitted to UNL if maybe we were aspiring to be Stanford. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's another deal, too. We might have to talk about that that quote later. Um, and then in the uh, maximum security area out at the reception and treatment center yesterday. I saw uh, this. Some inmates uh, evidently intoxicated. They'll be looking into that, I'm sure. What, toilet wine? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. But five staff members stabbed. My goodness. Seven hospitalized, or taken to the hospital. None life-threatening. The two others were injured as they responded, but they were not stabbed. Yeah. Uh, again, said it before, I'll set it over and over again. Uh, the most underpaid, underappreciated job, I think, in at least in government, is people who work in corrections because... You face so many of the safety, danger issues, the stress issues that a lot of first responders deal with, uh, who who rightfully get you know get praised and get recognition for what they do. But the the corrections workers are not kind of given that sort of public praise that goes along with with that whole thing. Um, and you wonder <laughs> when we talk about difficulty in hiring people to do that job you wonder why that exists yeah. doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out um and it's that's been something there's been a lot of talk about but it's i don't know how you pay those people enough to do that job and so shout out to everybody who does it and does get in harm's way and realistic harm's way as we saw yesterday with that whole thing Jeez. um some pretty good news last night about the uh basketball program yeah so uh it became official last night it started you know the last two months every week or so that passed caleb you start to feel maybe a little bit but you started out with the season over and you're like casey's not coming back casey's not coming back for whatever reason that was my assumption and maybe i was just protecting my feelings i was pretty sure he was coming back really i did i honestly didn't think he was especially when i heard about the nil difficulties that might happen mm-hmm. and when he could make money as playing overseas as an option. Um, but 
every week it seemed to get a little bit more likely and people who were closely aligned with the team and seemed to have sources seemed to think, eh, it's sounding better with this whole thing. Uh, but he did make the announcement, Casey Tominaga coming back to Lincoln for another year with Nebraska basketball. And there's just been so many off-season, late spring, summer, just defections that you maybe didn't expect with Nebraska basketball in their roster over the year. They never seem to sort of go the way of the fans who are wanting to see someone stay. And so for that reason, too, I was like, I don't know if I'll believe it until I actually see it. And the way he... So we had one initial tweet, followed it up with a with a video. Did you see the way he captioned that sec, that video in the second tweet? Uh, One more year. One more year. That's what we chanted. That's what we chanted in Japanese. What was it? I forgot it. You remember the Japanese? Uh, Moichi Nen. Moichi Nen. Moichi Nen. Mo, yes. Hopefully so, I got that right. We made it rain. <laughs> we made Keisei Tominaga come back. Let us know what else you want us to do. What other powers do we have? Yeah, no kidding. All right, it's 625. Well, we got a power to take a break right now. But Caleb's going to be back on the other side of full sportscast. Got news, sound off in about 10 minutes. So stick around. That's all coming up. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Jessica Blum. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, a little bit more from uh, the National Weather Service. So much rain in some parts of southeastern Nebraska that we're getting some flooding issues. And uh, as of 626, we have a flash flood warning for western Johnson County in southeastern Nebraska. That goes until 9.30 this morning. Uh, so if you're uh, down in that area or going to be in that area at 626, Doppler radar indicated thunderstorms producing heavy rain across the Warren area. They got between two and four inches of rain in this area that is warned right now. Uh, flash flooding ongoing expected to begin shortly at that point. So small creeks, streams, urban areas, highways, streets, underpasses, as well as other poor drainage and low-lying areas. Uh, some location will experience flash flooding. So we're talking about uh, Sterling, St. Mary, Mary, Vesta, some of the areas that they're looking at right now. So uh, if you are in or headed to those areas, something to be aware of. Not quite that much rain here, but still... Uh, as we noted, the Lincoln Airport has gone over the one-inch mark for rain this morning, um, and it's it's still crazy when you look about you look at what we've seen over the course of 
the days, the days, weeks, and months prior to this, where we've barely gotten a uh, uh, an inch of rain, really, in any of the months prior to this so far this spring. So, um, big significant rain event here this morning, and hopefully, we'll continue that going with the drought buster for Request Line Friday tomorrow, or at least we'll celebrate the drought busting tomorrow on the show on request line friday with your songs about rain and precipitation and storms text those in the songs you'd like to hear to 402-479-1400 if you would like to be a part of that all right time to get into our sound off this morning debt ceiling votes in the news here and the house voted yesterday and by goodness they got the votes that they needed to pass it the final total 314 to 117 149 republicans voted yes 165 democrats voted yes let me take a, a deep dive into those numbers here hakeem jeffries the democratic leader yesterday said he expected republicans who were in the majority to deliver 150 votes so they were pretty close there but not exactly what hakeem jeffries was wanting now the interesting thing here is that there were more democrats who voted for this 165 even though they are in the minority all right uh then a little bit more on this vote and uh how it went down exactly progressive said the measure cut too much the hard right said it didn't cut enough but the vast majority on both sides of the aisle said if it didn't pass and the u.s couldn't pay its bills washington was risking an economic meltdown House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. In divided government, we, of course, cannot allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good. Republican Jason Smith of Missouri. We have an opportunity to take meaningful steps in the right direction on addressing America's debt crisis. The measure heads next to the Senate, where Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said it will pass. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. All right, so... You got it. And by the way, if you were wondering, I I take a took a look at uh took a look at the uh breakdown of the yeses and nos all three Nebraska representatives yep. in the house. So, Adrian Smith, Don Bacon, and Mike Flood all did vote yes on that. And then, you know, it's interesting to see kind of who the nos were on this, not only in the house, but what there's been some signaling in the Senate too. Uh, in terms of who is for this and who is against this, and it's interesting. It's kind of like the uh, the 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 uh, far left and the far right are the ones who don't like this, and the those who are tend to be more in the I don't know if the middle is the right word, but it's the people on far left and the far right who don't like it. I mean, you look at the Democrats who were opposed to it, and you had the. You know the AOCs and the Talibs on the whole thing, Bernie, and 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 the, and the Senate, yes, yep, Bernie, and then the the nose on the Republican side uh, are are some of the more um, you know the more further right leaning names that you're you're used to hearing with this as well, and so there were nos. It was kind of an interesting vote because you had both of the parties kind of split on this between their more their more on the. Uh, the far end mm-hmm. of the spectrum and their more centrist side of this whole thing. Um, and you know, just a little editorialization here. Uh, I think when both of the extremes are against something, I think I might be for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think that might be uh, that might be a good rule of thumb for me personally on some of these things. Um, well, you th- tend to see, unless there is an overwhelming majority... For one party to just 
push through anything that they want. Right. I think the government as a whole gets more done through the legislative process when you do have folks closer to the middle compromising on a lot of what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see. Well, I've got a clip here on that. Now, what happens on the Senate? So it's going to depend. The timing on this for the Senate is going to depend a little bit on if they're going to go do this thing called unanimous consent or not. And I'll get, give you a little bit more of an explanation of that. With unanimous consent, the approval of all 100 senators, the bipartisan debt limit measure could be approved this week with little debate and quick votes. But any senator can slow down the process and insist on regular order. That would require multiple procedural votes with several hours of debate between them. Winning fast-track approval could come with concessions like amendment votes to speed up the process. Without a timing agreement, the Senate would likely not vote on raising the debt limit until early next week after a June 5th default deadline. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Okay, what happens then? What are we doing? If it goes beyond that date because they're voting on all the individual things, what exactly happens with the default? I think that's a uh, a fair question for this whole thing. But yeah, as you mentioned, Caleb, like Bernie Sanders is one of the the folks in the Senate who has said that they're going to impose it. Mm-hmm. Is he oppose it? Is is that mean that he is going to object procedurally and make them go through a larger process, or is it just going to be that he's a no vote when this thing actually hits brass brass tacks? But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is uh, in the House at least. This is one of those deals where you got on uh, people who ended up voting the same way as like your like like I said the the the, the squad so to speak. And also voting the same way as them are the the Boberts and the Gateses of the world yeah. in in this whole thing. Um, so again, it's it's an interesting way to look at things. But uh, the Senate now gets it in their hands, and then obviously if they get that passed, which I think the expectation is they will, it's more of a question of of the timing. Uh, we'll get signed into law, and then this comes up again in January 2025 for. Whomever the new, whoever the new House Senate administration or second term of the Biden administration, whatever that all looks like. And speaking, by the way, yeah, real quick on on just the fact that Nebraska's three representatives did vote for that. The uh, the comment section under their posts talking about it were just toxic. Oh, really? Like in what on on uh, news articles or Facebook or what? Well, uh, one in particular that that I'm thinking of was under Mike Flood put out a tweet saying that he was voting for it and everyone all and all the comments and replies underneath we're just talking about we'll remember this when you come up for for re-election oh like people from the right saying yes just very upset that he would vote for this okay yeah um so speaking of who's in office in later in january 2025 we got we got another little streak coming of republican Candidates who are going to announce their candidacy here as that field continues to expand, um, and you know probably to the benefit of Donald Trump. That's a conventional thinking, I think, in this whole thing. But speaking of Donald Trump, his uh, old ex vice president, he's ready to go in as well as some others. Fox News has confirmed former Vice President Mike Pence will announce he's running for president next Wednesday from Des Moines, Iowa, the first state that will hold a Republican presidential nominating contest. It's the same day North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is planning to announce and the day after former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is set to announce. Just a couple of weeks ago, Pence allies began forming the Super PAC 
committed to America, signaling his intent to run. Earlier this year, Pence said his former boss endangered his family and everyone at the Capitol on January 6th, and that history will hold the former president accountable. Former President Trump is polling far ahead of every other Republican candidate, both declared and undeclared. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Yeah, it it feels like for there to be any real pressure on Trump in this thing is that everything has to coalesce around one other primary yeah. opponent. And and realistically, not just around one, realistically around DeSantis, right? Maybe. I, I, I mean, know you I, said Tim Scott, but... I still think, I, honestly, I still kind of think that's who it's going to be. I, I, I could be dead wrong. You guys can put it in my face come, you know, February of next year, January, February, March of, of next year on this, but... That's still the one that I think it's most likely to be, but I don't see it with Pence. Like I Absolutely just, not. I don't, I don't see it with Pence. I don't see it with Christie, um, who's getting it. And then these people that don't have any name recognition, the North Dakota governor, it's hard to see it there. Um, my questions Asa around Hutchinson. My questions on Scott are: Is he going to rise to the challenge of having to go butt heads with Trump? I think with with DeSantis and and what he brings from Florida, I think he can attempt to do that. I don't know if it would end up being successful. But they're starting to go that direction, as we talked about yesterday. But you have to do that. Like you can't just kind of hope that you can play the well. We were nice through it, and we're gonna we're gonna try to advance. That's not gonna work against Trump. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's starting to deteriorate already with those two, though. Mm Um, oh, yeah. By the way, Donald Trump is now calling. I don't know if it was an initial typo and he just stayed with it or what, but he's now referring, he's now referring number one, to him as Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't laugh. It's, uh, and then there was another new, he got away from the DeSanctus and he said, was it Disaster? Disaster. Yeah, that he started uh, using. Using as this new moniker, the, um, the DeSanctus one. I don't know if that was working so good. Not, not a, not a potential rival in the uh, the primary. But who was the the Fox News host who didn't have his polling numbers right? So he called so, her milk toast. M- m- uh, it was well, it was his former press. It was Kaylee McEnany. McEnany yeah, yeah. Who was his former? You know, press. She went to bat for him all over the place during his term, and he ripped her on a. A truth or a, a true like tweet, but it's yeah. the, the truth social thing. And yeah, he called her milk toast because and, and he spelled it M I L K T O S T instead of M I L Q U T. Yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, but it was said Fox News should be using real stars. Wow, she <laughs> went to bat for that dude. She went to bat for him. Like wow, how many people has he kind of like? turned against that were a big part of his administration lots of them lots of them i mean we could we could go through probably and we'd probably have to remember of them but yeah there are wow there are a lot of them in that whole thing i mean john bolton um you can you can the the biggest one is pence pence obviously right yeah, McEnany. There was another. Uh, the, the, there was another press secretary too, where that happened as well. Yeah, there have been, there have been quite a lot with that. All right, what else do we have? We have something. Else. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> so you know the uh, the sort of ever present concern now um, is that you know beyond 
beyond AI starting the extinction of humans, which we talked about yesterday, uh, there's kind of a lower level concern that it's just going to take everybody's jobs. Right. uh, And that, well, at least in some professions, you might be safe now, at least for the time being. And that would include my brothers and sisters who are in the legal field. One, oh, oh, I saw this. Oh, no. <laughs> one attorney thought, hey, <laughs> I, there's this great new thing, this chat GPT. It'll just write, you know, write kids' uh, papers uh, for them on this. Why couldn't it write legal briefs? Why couldn't it write, you know, basically make my argument? It's going to save me time. I'll still bill for it. I'm going to bring it to court and we can see how it goes. Guess what? Spoiler alert, it didn't go very well. New York attorney Stephen Schwartz represents a man suing Avianca Airlines and used the AI program to research legal arguments he then presented to the court. The only problem is the legal brief chat GPT created for him was wrong. The judge, who has greater familiarity with the law than the AI program, caught the errors and cited Schwartz for presenting bogus judicial decisions. Schwartz says he now regrets using chat GPT. He now faces the possibility of sanctions. <laughs> Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Score one for the humans. We got against one. the AI. You still suck as an attorney, AI. <laughs> we got you there. Let's let's see you make us all extinct if you can't even write a good legal brief. Jerk it's computer. Like it's that hard. Come on. Right. I've done it lots of times. I don't know. You can't even do that. I'm starting to wonder if you're going to be able to uh, gather your army of robots to, you know, wipe out entire cities. Will you even be able to do that? <laughs> kind of kind of thinking maybe maybe we overestimated you. I just love the idea of making up cases to put into like, well, I'm going to cite this. Uh, yeah, I don't I haven't seen the brief itself, but it would be fascinating to see how that went exactly. Oh man. Uh This is interesting. So, you know, Nebraska has had, unfortunately, a history of kind of bloopers and mistakes when it comes to their license plates over the year. Just a brief history of those. One time, a humorous website rigged an online poll to pick Nebraska's next license plate in order (laughs) to pick the very worst license plate possible. And we here on the KLIN Morning Show actually broke that story years ago. We've had that. We've had the wrong sewer on the license plate. We've had the sewer that was displayed on Michigan State's campus university, who some thought looked to be doing something inappropriate. Had to replace that at the uh, at the last minute. There have been issues over the years with the license plates. But we may be getting past with this latest story oh. from Maryland in that department. Take a listen. Take a listen to this. The plates designed to commemorate the War of 1812 include a patriotic-sounding web address, but if you go to it, you find yourself at an online casino site based in the Philippines. (laughs) Red-faced Maryland Motor Vehicle Administration officials say it's not something they endorse. They suspect that when the plates were first issued, it linked to a commemorative site, but that it was grabbed by the online casino when the renewal deadline was missed. Gary Baumgarten, Fox Wait, News. So the, this Filipino casino bought a website commemorating the War of eighteen twelve, and then they threw it up on the website on the uh, license plate, and so now people are linking to a a Filipino casino when they're trying to 
do their own personal commemorations of the War of 1812? Okay. Way to go, Casino. All right. Saw an opportunity. You, they were really playing the long game, weren't they? Yeah. With that one. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think, right? Uh, I don't know. A lot of people like to go to these War of 1812 websites. Maybe, you know, who knows? They end up putting on a license plate, and we get a whole bunch of new customers here at our casino with this. One, one of the Reddit posts said, I was never a fan of having a plate celebrating the War of 1812, but I'm even more upset now that I and tons of other Marylanders are driving advertisements for international online gambling. <laughs> and then, the, I mean, the other question that, that you've got in, in this whole thing, um, who's really that sort of passionate about the war of 1812 right like like i i very much understand when you're talking about like current vet korean vets vietnam war vets right we even family that's world war ii vets i don't like the war of 1812 right between the you know u.s and and britain back in 1812 um went for a couple of years kind of a I'm surprised there's a huge market for that in license plates, I guess. But I also thought there wouldn't be that huge of a market for mountain lion license plates in Nebraska. And there definitely is. They're they're all over. So anyway, last but not least, I wanted to get to this one, a little bit of a sports one. Uh, if you're a fan of a Major League Baseball team um, and you're trying to watch that team's games, it can be weirdly hard. Yes. Um, it can be really hard, especially if you're in an area of the of the country what, that is nearby that baseball team, and you're blacked out from watching it mm-hmm. on the services that are available online because few, you know, a lot of streaming services don't carry the channels. YouTube TV, you may have to have regular cable to get the channels. Well, I think we're starting to see a step in the right direction for the first time on this, and you're going to have to pay. But you might be able to get these games that you haven't been able to see with your favorite team and your favorite sport. The San Diego Padres say they're excited to be the first team to partner with Major League Baseball to offer a direct-to-consumer streaming option. Until Tuesday, Padres games had been broadcast on Bally Sports San Diego, part of Diamond Sports Group under Sinclair. But Diamond chose to not make its last payment for broadcast rights to the Padres as it battles bankruptcy. Through Sunday, Padres telecasts will be available on the app MLB.tv. Then, fans in the San Diego market will be able to purchase month-long packages for Padres games for $19.99 or for the rest of the season, $74.99, around $0.75 per game. And watch at MLB.com or Padres.com. No blackout either for local fans who will also be able to find Padres games on standard TV via local cable and satellite providers. Jared Max, Fox News. Finally, make it happen with every team. Make it happen with every team. I'm also waiting for these streaming services to offer a per-game price. That'd be all right, too. A dollar. I mean, $19.99 a month actually is... I thought it was going to be worse than that. Yeah. Maybe I've been already suffering sticker shock from all these other prices for these things, but I I thought it would be more than that. And even that rest of the season price isn't bad. Yeah. All right, not that I want to watch my team right now because they suck. Six fifty-seven to tell K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Jessica Blum. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, let's find out about what's for adoption of the Humane Society. Matt Machado joins us right now. Morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? I'm good. Uh, tell us about the pets you're featuring this week. So first off, we have Addie. So Addie's about one year old. She's a Labradoodle, spade female, solid white in color, and she only weighs about 46 pounds. And right now she's all shaved down, so uh, doesn't have a big old coat. But she's a little shy at first when she meets new people. 
but she quickly warms up, especially if you got a toy to play fetch with her, and she definitely likes walks as well. So very well-behaved, very well-mannered dog. Probably a lower traffic home would be ideal for her, and uh, she's looking for a new home. All right, very good. What else do we have? And then we got Danny. So Danny's about four years old. He's a domestic short-haired neutered male, and he's an orange tabby with some white, and he weighs about 13 pounds. He's actually been with us since March, so he's been looking for a home for a couple months now, and he's a little more independent, so probably do best in a home with some adults and not necessarily children, but definitely likes to chase toys. So uh, definitely invest heavily in toys if uh, you're going to give Danny a home. All right. Very good. Check them all out of the Capital Humane Society. Thanks so much, Matt. We appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Yep. Have a good one. All right. There you go. It is 7 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Uh, after we play the game, we're going to get some uh, stuff from the newsroom from Mark Vale and Chris Lofgren. Actually, it looks like uh, Mark wants to get something right away first. Yeah, uh, we've had quite a few power outages that have hit uh, Lincoln Electric's reporting 4,200 people without power, primarily in the area south of O Street and west of about uh, South 56th. Okay. Uh, more of it in the uh, out west of Highway 77. So, okay, 21, 2200 in uh, each of uh, two, three areas. Okay, let's um, let let's get to our game real quick, and yep. then I want to get and then I want to get all of I want to get the full update from both you and Chris here in just a second. So we'll we'll play the game, and then we'll uh, we'll give you guys a chance. Uh, Caleb, what are we playing for today? We're playing for two tickets to Steve Miller Band at Pinewood Bowl August fifth. All right. Steve Miller Band. Fly like an eagle, among other songs. Uh, I assume Steve and his band will play. Uh, no, just and, that one on repeat. And uh, in honor, in honor of uh, Steve Miller, Joker. We got a lot of good ones. Uh, in honor of that, we are going to play. What famous Steve are we thinking of? It's our version of twenty questions. So we're thinking of a uh, a well known person figure named Steve, Stevie, or Steven. Or any sort of variation, if there's other variations of the name Steve, uh, we'll include those as well. And you got to try and narrow down, figure out who it is that we are thinking of. And the way that you do that is you ask a yes-no question. We will answer it truthfully and honestly about the person that we're thinking of. And then you get a guess. And you got to throw a famous Steve out there. If you get it right, the person who gets it right is going to get a pair of tickets to see the Steve Miller Band, a famous Steve in his own right at the Pinewood Bowl coming up in August. So 
Let's go to the phones right now. Jim gets first crack at this thing. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. Good. All right, give me a uh, yes-no question here, and then you can make a guess. Yes-no question about the famous Steve that we are thinking of. Okay. Uh, is it an actor? No, it is not an actor. Guess uh, non-actor Steve, if you can think of one. Uh, I don't know. All right. You keep thinking about that, Colin, if you get another one. All right. Well, at least he narrowed it down for us. All right. Not an actor. We not got an that. actor. All right. Uh, Tim is next. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing today? Good. Good. All right. So we know it's not an actor. What do you want to know about the Steve we're thinking of? Is it a male or female? Uh, say it in a yes-no form. Is it a male? Yes, it is a male. <laughs> there you go. It's a good one. You're ruling out Stevie Nicks. I like that. Uh, all right. What do you uh, What do you want to guess? Male Steve, not an actor. Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes. No, but good guess, actually. Uh, we, we had discussed Steve Forbes, and the reason I brought him up is because I've actually interviewed him on the show. Quite a few years ago. He's been on the show with me. That's correct. A little bit of trivia. Steve trivia for you. All right, Matt is next. Uh, all right, Matt, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good. I'm wonderful. How are you guys? I'm good. All right, you're. Uh, so we know it's a male. We know it's not an actor. Uh, we know it's uh, not Steve Forbes. That's what we know so far, but it is a famous person named Steve. What question do you have for us? Is, it a, is he a professional athlete? Is he a professional athlete? Do you do you mean do you are you asking nope. is he currently the, the answer if he's asking is he is he the answer is no the answer is no. Okay, right, Caleb's right. really lawyering me on this whole thing. Jeez. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with Steve Earl. Steve Earl, no. All right. All right. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, judging, just to, ju- I mean, I think it's fair to clarify that question could be interpreted a couple a couple of ways. So it, he is n- he is not at the time the question was asked a professional athlete. <laughs> Sorry. All right, four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Maybe I gave too much away. Um, let's see, Caleb. Which one is next on the list? I want to give him the right order. Looks like Keith is. All right, Keith. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. All right, good. So uh, we know about this person, male, not an actor, uh, not a professional athlete, um, and not Steve Earl, not Steve Forbes. What's your yes/no question? I will ask. I will clarify on that last one, um, which is going a different direction than I thought. But was he a professional athlete? Yes. Okay. Well, my first thought was Steve Wozniak, and I don't think he was an athlete. <laughs> he, he was he was a great point guard for the 76ers in the early 70s. <laughs> uh, any other guess? Him and Steve Jobs are the only two that I can think of. So, All right. Hey, all right. Well, not, not uh, Steve Wozniak. I'll give you a no on the first one. It's not Steve Wozniak. All right. Mike is back. So uh, we're starting to know more. Um so, male, not an actor, um, was a professional athlete, um, and then we have a bunch of individuals who it is not. All right, Mike, uh, what's your yes-no question? Uh, is he worth $6 million? 
Is he worth six million dollars? Um, do you mean exactly six million dollars? Well, that was the name of the TV show. Yeah, I figured that's where we were going. Uh, I will say uh, no. He is not worth exactly six million dollars. No, Steve Garvey. Is it Steve Garvey? No, but that was a good guess. That was a good guess. It was a lot closer. All right, uh, next one is going to be Corey. Hi, Corey. What's your yes-no question for us? Um, I'm just going to make a guess. Is Go it ahead. Steve Young? Is it Steve Young? No. Uh, but since you used your guess as your yes-no question, you're allowed another guess if you've got one. I don't, but I'll All call right. back. Thank All you. All right, call back. 402-479-1400. We're thinking of a favorite Steve. This is for tickets to see Steve Miller Band uh, in August at Pinewood Bowl. Uh, we know that is a f- uh, former professional athlete. We know it's not an actor. We know it's not the $6 million man. We know it's not <laughs> Steve Wozniak or Steve Forbes. So that's what we've got. This might I, We might be going in a direction, Caleb. It's going to throw people off a little bit on this one, but we'll see. All right, Matt, you're next on this thing. Uh, what yes-no question do you have for us? Oh, man. <laughs> um, oh, man. Oh, I think you guys screwed me on that the first time i asked if it was a professional athlete because if he was he is yeah i tried uh, matt i tried i tried as best as i could to, to be very clear with you uh on where we were going with that i was i that my guess was going to be steve young but all right well we, uh, then you didn't lose so great all right what's well, so now right, you're back and now right, you know um I don't know. I guess I'm going to say Steve Buscini. Steve Buscini. No, that is not it. Steve, do you mean Steve Buscini? Is that a hockey player? Hockey player? Maybe. I'm not sure. All right. Uh, hello, Laura. Hi. All right. What's your yes/no question? Has this person ever been a coach? Yes. yes. Is it Steve Nash? No. <laughs> There's actually. Oh my gosh! I just realized, Caleb. I thought she had it. And she didn't. Oh my goodness! That sets people up for this one. Somebody just maybe got got uh, great timing for them. Maybe it's Doug. Hello, Doug. How are you? Hey. All right. Uh, what's your yes/no question? Gosh, I was going to go Steve Nash, but I'm confused now. Um, was the sport he played and coached football? Yes. yes. That would be Steve. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna drive. Oh my god! This is gonna drive. You are gonna be so mad if you don't get this. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Steve, 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 Steve Sarkeesian. Is it Steve Sarkeesian? <laughs> oh no! Oh, there are people in their car, Caleb. There are people in their car screaming right now. They are screaming right now. Wow! Oh my gosh! And then that Paul comes in late in the game once again. That, Paul, yes, do you have a guess? Well, first, you're really going to figure on the definition of what is is? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's the last name of this mystery Steve between and including the letters M through Z. Yes. Ah, crap. I've got nothing, so I'm just going to be nice to the next caller. Is the last name between M and T, including T's? 
It is. That's your second question. So you're out. He fell on his sword. You guys are you guys are gonna be so mad. You guys are going to be so mad. I, 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 I'm not even going to run down everything we've got because it's it's right there right now. I think there's no way Brad's not going to get it here. All right, Brad, you know who it is? Hey, good morning. Um, does he run an athletic shop in Omaha? Does he run an athletic shop in Omaha? No, he does not. I was saying Steve Warren. Oh, Damn it. All right. You, 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 you got to go. <laughs> you guys are going to be crazy over this if you didn't get it. It's a, it's a, I mean, former football player, football coach, first name Steve, right? And you've guessed about four of them that I had never thought of. This was the first one that I thought of. All right. Laura's going to do it. Laura. <laughs> I'm just going to guess a person. So okay. Is it Steve Spurrier? Is it Steve Spurrier? Yes, yeah, it's Steve Spurrier! <laughs> Uh, that's uh, you were the one who was in with Steve Nash earlier, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all right. That's all right. I thought Steve Kerr. It could have been also. Uh, it was a yeah. It could have been Steve Kerr before we narrowed it to football. But Laura, yeah. you did it. A famous Nebraska opponent, even over the years. So, hey, Laura, congratulations! You got the tickets to see Steve Miller Band. Uh, Caleb's going to get hooked up with those. Congratulations. Thank you. Who will hang tight? My gosh. <laughs> I'm telling. I oh my gosh, you there. It's it's hard. I know, it's harder than it looks, than it sounds to be able to do it while you're on the phone. But the amount of people who are saying right now, how did I not think of that, and went with um, <laughs> some of the some of the <laughs> he went with Steve Sarkeesian before he went with Steve Spurrier, which true former. I don't know if he played professionally or not, but. He's a coach. He's a coach of Texas, so that was a good one. But no, Steve Spurrier, American former football and quarterback, played in the NFL for 10 seasons, coached for 38 years, also known as the head ball coach. And he's one of those guys. He's kind of like Switzer a little bit. Like when he was a coach, nobody could, you know, Nebraska fans couldn't stand him. But now he's sort of a likable personality after the fact. That was kind of the same trajectory that Barry Switzer had. So there you go. Steve Spurrier was the famous Steve. He was that just we were thinking sitting of. right there. I could not believe people were getting it. By the way, if you said, is Caleb a college athlete? My answer would absolutely be no. Yeah, that, we're going to have to. I know we really got to lawyer these. But when you say, is it currently or is, uh, do we have to get technical with the is or was? On those things. Yes. Like, is the person... Yeah. That All gives right. me an age range, okay. is versus was. All right. All right. All right. Um, Mark, we've got kind of an interesting morning happening in the capital city when it comes to the aftermath of some of the rain that's fallen. What's the latest on that? Well, we're up to an inch and a quarter of rain Ooh. officially at the airport since uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, the LES outage map has uh, taken a little uh, dive here, so we don't have... Anything updated for the past 10 minutes, it's just spinning. But uh, 10 minutes ago, we had 4,200 people out. Most of that in southwest, uh, what we'll, I'd call south or southwest, uh, an area of about 2,000 out right out there by uh, uh, the sports complex, Van Dorn, between 77 and 10th. Yeah, the uh, uh, the Speedway. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, I believe there's a big apartment complex 
They were reporting 2,000 customers in that area, another area west of uh, uh, A uh, and Coddington. And then another one, but uh, that map is not updating. But uh, we've <laughs> the had... outage map has an outage <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, uh, I'm getting the, I'm getting the same thing that you are too. It's so, it's uh, spinning. I might have it here in a second. Though. And we, we've gotten a number of texts about different uh, traffic lights being out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's, that's Could... the biggest thing. And there were several accidents earlier. Hydroplaning and and oil built up on the streets. So I think that's My affecting goodness. some areas as well. But Chris uh, has been yeah. monitoring that. Chris, now. what do you have for us? Yeah, I, there was a report of an accident, and we couldn't quite figure it out. Van Dorn or Calvert on South 27th Street car versus a pole accident. So do watch for slowdown. Still don't know which is which. Um, and then the 10th and South Street, I just got a call. The traffic signals are out at 10th and South. Oh, brother. Yep. That's the area that we did have that outage uh, reported earlier. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's that's kind of a mess. going to be kind of a mess this morning. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. One, right. one thing, though, that did clear up, I did talk to a duty command, uh, Captain Winkler, earlier. Uh, that traffic accident yesterday at 56th and Old Cheney that took out some um, traffic lights. Yeah. That in- intersection is back to normal this oh, morning. Good. So okay. that's the one good. I know. It might not be normal if they're <laughs> right. out of power. But right. yeah. Chris, are you, I mean, w- what's exactly happening? Can well, you tell in talking to people? A couple of things. I think, number one, the rain came so fast and so hard. And that, that stirs up just what Mark was talking about, the oil residue, things like that, that are on the roads that we haven't had any rain to kind of wash the streets off. So they do get slick. Number two. Fast rain means the potential for fast uh, flash flooding. And so you're going to run into some areas, especially low-lying areas, we will have to pay attention uh, that there could be some cricks backing up, things washing into cricks that dam up cricks, a lot of different kinds of things that happen when you get a fast rain like this. So just use extra caution as you make your commute this morning or whatever travels that you might be a part of. All right. Earlier, we had quite uh, several instances of hydroplaning right during the heaviest storms yeah. out on I-80 and 180. So a couple of vehicles in the ditch, uh, minor injuries there. And I should also mention the National Weather Service has issued a flash flood warning, not for the Lincoln area, but for western Johnson County in southeastern Nebraska. They got guys between two and four inches Boom. in that area, according to the National Weather Service. And so they're seeing flash flooding, especially locations including Sterling, St. Mary, Vesta, so that's, that's just to the south of Adams in that yeah, area. Yeah. Yeah. So not far, not, not, not particularly far. far from here, but yeah, it's, uh, man, it's weird talking about rain. Isn't and that's something. And yeah. all of a sudden, one, we start the drought busting request line Friday and the skies open up immediately. There we didn't it even is. have to play one song. <laughs> it's amazing. Guys, keep, uh, let us know if you want to come back during the morning drive. If you've got anything new for us, I know it's a little bit of a busy morning here with this stuff. So you bet. thank you very much uh-huh. to Mark Vale and Chris Lofgren from Time Saver Traffic. All right, we're going to take our break now, now that we've got our winner and, uh, get, get Caleb in here. To uh, give us some info on sports, including... By the way, Gene said he was screaming Mariucci. In his Mariucci, car. too. It's funny. I was, dri- I was driving to work today, and I was trying to pick just through my head a famous Steve, and I came up with, like, two that I could think of. <laughs> I was really having a hard time. So I don't blame people for having... It's harder than it sounds <laughs> when I've got the list in front of me. I will definitely admit that. 
All right, uh, we got to check sports. Big news last night for Nebraska basketball. Reason to celebrate. Caleb will give you the details right after this. You'll snell in K today with Jack and friends on K. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, without any further ado, let's get it started today with number five. Well, we've got uh, weather. We didn't expect this much rain. Glad we got it. We've gotten an inch, 1.26, since about 4 o'clock. That's officially at the airport. But much more rain to the south and east, especially in uh, western Johnson County. That's just southeast of Lancaster County. They've got a flash flood warning now until 930. They've had upwards of four or more inches in some areas down there south and east of Adams. So not very far out of our area. But there have been uh, several instances of power outages. Three areas uh, that LES is still reporting. Uh, 4,200 customers affected. Uh, the about 500 down there around, uh, is it Speedway Village? Uh, just uh, south Speedway, of, and I think they might have changed, but it's the old Speedway, uh, the basketball facility that, yeah, that is out there. South of Van Dorn there on Speedway Drive, uh, the apartment complex. Then a couple, uh, a little further west, um, let's see if I can find the, the other one. There is about uh, 2,100 that are out north of A Street, but west of Highway 77. So that would be about uh, southwest 27th north of A. So that, and then and just a small amount, um, about 11 customers, uh, just to the uh, south of A Street. Okay. And southwest it's interesting, we got, like, we got a tweet too from Adam, who said he's on about two miles west of town. And he said he just had a few drops in the gauge. Concrete was barely wet. Now, this was an hour ago, so maybe that's changed a little bit for well, him. This but... thing slid just barely through Lincoln. <laughs> Not much to the west. Well, we were due for it. To... So, sorry to those who didn't get any. And I don't know. Like, the numbers actually, I don't know. I wasn't outside all morning, but... The way it was raining when I came in, it did not seem like an inch-type rain by any means. But, um, no, but it maybe was, I wasn't out during the heavy part. It was, it was pretty heavy there for about a half an hour. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the biggest amount that we got was in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. We got uh, almost nine-tenths of an inch in that one hour. So. Okay. Um, and it looks like that's, that's uh, probably it for today. Um, Radar uh, definitely clears up. Well, it looks like they do keep a little bit of a chance in for the late afternoon as well. But, you know, the bottom line is it didn't even take us 
getting to our songs for Request Line Friday's Dropbuster. It only took... It took the threat of us It took the it. threat of, of that. And, you know, the 35 or so of you who have already requested songs, according to Last Count, you did this. You did this. So when you see greener lawns today, when you see healthy containers, uh, flower containers and perennials in people's yards, you drive by and you feel good about that because you did that if you're one of those 35 people. Now, in that, these areas where you got rain, Dr. Dewey would say, turn your sprinklers off. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Normally, I would agree with him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure now if that's... I don't know how... I wouldn't wait a ton longer, but nonetheless, yes. So... I don't know. We, I'm a little scared now. We're going to play this song tomorrow. It's going to be like Noah's Ark up in here. Uh, uh, probably not. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Probably not. We're we've, probably we've got a long ways to go. All right. Good. And let's uh, keep it moving. Number four. I think it was barely dry in the new law allowing generous tax breaks for donations to private schooling funding before the teachers union launched an effort to repeal it. Language for a ballot referendum repealing LB 753 was filed yesterday with the Nebraska Secretary of State's office. The effort is uh, being done by a group called Support Our Schools back, uh, and is uh, supported by the Nebraska State Educational Association. They want the issue on the voters' ballots next fall. So they got about... 2024. Yeah, they got to get about 61,000 signatures for registered uh, voting. Um, and there's also a scenario where you can suspend the law from going into effect until the vote happens. You got to double the amount then. You got to get 122,000 signatures, or about 10% of the total registered voters in the state. And then we know from about a year ago, hitting the requirements too of the the various counties. It's interesting that they're that they're going forward with this only because you know I, I certainly understand you know why and where the NSEA is on this whole thing. But but for me, and maybe they've done polling, or maybe they've got a better knowledge than this, but if I had to put on my my ballot initiative predictor hat, which I've known to wear every once in a while, I don't think you're going to get the votes to overturn this in a statewide election. I don't know, I don't it, know. whether it comes down to be a, a more of a rural issue where public funding of schools is uh, probably a bigger issue than in the metro areas. And it feels like so much of this bill is about Omaha, too, to be honest. Like, a bit, like, it feels like it is predominantly about Omaha, as I've kind of talked to people about this whole thing. But, yeah, maybe maybe the thought is, like you said, though, yeah, in, in some of these more rural areas, they just don't have private. They don't have a lot of private schools. No. And maybe that's where you think you're getting a vote for that. But, man, if I had to put on, like I said, the old ballot initiative predictor hat, which is a pretty good average of being right when I'm wearing it. I don't yep. think this passes. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think the 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 ban passes or the reversal passes. Yeah, the repeal of, of seven fifty three. That's my guess. I, I'm curious whether they're even going to get the signatures. Again, all these things matter. All these things are are mark as we saw with the medical marijuana. It all depends on what kind of cash you've got. What kind of cash and man and woman power that you've got yeah. to to get the and as, NSEA the of course has a, a huge membership yeah in the state so yep uh, all right so we will see so we know already uh, I would guess Mark first of several of these that we're going to see for the twenty twenty four ballots yeah absolutely in terms of ballot initiatives absolutely well, I guess we know medical marijuana is doing it too so it wouldn't even be the first yeah. but there'll probably be a few of these 
coming. Down. I think there were seventeen last fall. Oh, really? That that, that, were, that were at least yeah proposal. And a few got to the ballot. All right, moving on. Number three. University Regents spent yesterday discussing the budget. Uh, I think the number that sticks that I remember reading was they're about fifty million short. So they looking at raising tuition possibly for the upcoming school year. Um, about three percent, I believe, is what they're looking at. Nine dollars per credit hour. On a thirty-credit uh, year, that'd be two hundred and seventy dollars at UNL. So, yeah, I, I believe uh, there there were some not so, not so subtle comments made by a couple of the regions. Well, so you know they're talking about, of course, you know one of the helpful ways in helping a budget issue is getting enrollment up when it's declining uh, for a time. And uh, according to the Journal Star's Chris Dunker. He had a quote from Rob Schaefer, Regent Rob Schaefer, and he said Nebraska needs to become an eight quote what he called an apolitical university, end quote, and take quote social, cultural, and political issues out of the classrooms. He said that's the key to bringing kids, kids, students back to class. He said, uh, according to Dunker, he said Nebraska shouldn't strive to become Hillsdale, nor should it aspire to be Stanford. Uh, yeah, there's this. there's a contrast, isn't there? Yeah, and, and again, just to repeat, Hillsdale doesn't have a law school. <laughs> it's not better than the University of Nebraska's law school. Want to remind uh, Senator, what senator was that? That was Groney, wasn't Senator it? Groney, yes, once again, when he was critiquing my alma mater and compared it to a non-existent <laughs> law school. Nonetheless, nonetheless, if you get rid of, honestly, I mean, like, serious question, you get rid of social, cultural, and political issues, and like, if you just really get rid of those topics, not necessarily just that you, some people are not talking about those topics in ways that you like, but just get rid of those topics. Yeah, it's not how just many, a policy thing. What is those left in terms out. of majors? Math. Math. Chemistry. Business. You know, business, maybe. maybe. Engineering. Maybe, yeah. But, I mean, imagine all the ones that... It wipes out if you would really take those, take those out. I mean, all kinds of them, all kinds of them. I'm a political science major, okay? Yeah, no. I believe I believe there was value in having an education on those issues. I do. And guess what? And I, by the way, I went to a, a definitely a a conservative leaning college. Uh, in terms of, but it wasn't everybody, and there were professors who came from different places. There were students who came from different places and those sorts of things. But the classroom was not, I mean, in college, an undergrad classroom in those issues was, you know, at least my experience with it is, it was sort of a, it was a debate. It was kind of a laboratory of discussion on a lot of things. And people didn't agree coming in, they didn't agree, and going out, they didn't agree either. And people stood pretty firm to what they thought. Now, there are certainly, I'm sure, methodologies and individual things that probably shouldn't be happening in terms of the way, you know, some of these values are being promulgated, I suppose. But to talk about getting rid in full of social, cultural, and political issues sounds like a great way to make a college, a university that is shrinking incredibly like you really think you get rid of all of those and that's going to lead to a boom in enrollment come on come on look at all the people who who uh, want to become right like 
English teachers or who want to go eventually go to law school. Well, you can't have law an, school's got tons of political issues. In you can't have it. an. Do we, edu- get a, do we get have a law school? You can't have an education program at all be, because you have to teach those future teachers how to handle students that are from different socioeconomic backgrounds. Is there going to be a sociology major anymore? Are pe- people going to become social workers? I mean, no history. History, history, history is absolutely way out. not. That's out. That's out. I mean, I honestly can't. I, I maybe I'm misinterpreting what he's saying, but holy cow! It would it would definitely preclude a, a degree in wokeism. I guess I I guess so, but but the thought I think there I honestly think there's a miss. Um, you know, there are certainly people who have what would be described as those fields who are teaching classes and and doing those things. There are students that are coming in that feel like that. There are students that come in with that are on the other side of things. Not discussing them is the dumbest thing you can do, in my opinion. This is not, this is not, University of Nebraska or any university should not be some sort of a participation trophy culture when it comes to getting into the, hey, we're just, you you know what? We're just going to ignore these things like they didn't happen and everyone can come in and they can feel good about what they believe. None of these other things Everybody will feel great about what they believe. And that'll that'll prepare them. It's going to be really hard to put together a good football team of math majors and engineers. That's a good point for the regents as they it's try true. to grapple the the power closer to themselves. Yeah, can you imagine a, a research study on marketing and communications with what's happened with Budweiser and Coles? And nope, can't do anything. Can't can you do, imagine? Can't, can't be a marketing major anymore either. Yeah. By the way, those are the only things we ever talk about anymore. <laughs> it's culture wars. It's all we ever talk about. So maybe we ought, I guess maybe you ought to at least have some preparation for how you think about those things in college. Because that's the real world. I mean, you can set up a, a fake bubble in college for all those things if you want to. But that's a great way to have people have, have young adults completely unprepared for the real world because it is it is everywhere uh, with these things and guess what you encounter people you disagree with all the time yeah and they're going to be in positions of power over you it's going to happen all the time in the real world so anyway that uh that's something that was uh yeah that was something and i just the idea that that would be a boon to people coming to students coming to the University of Nebraska to be the first, one of the first ever universities that I'm aware of. That isn't just a technical school to do that. I don't know. I think these were the opinions of a single regent and probably won't get much more. I know, I'm just a little surprised. I I compared it to the the idea that young people or or college-educated people are leaving the state of Nebraska because of property taxes. Well, I mean, and here's the funny thing. I was just, I'm just going through enrollment with my son right now. And I just had a, I just, I know the exact, I've seen the exact uh, menu of classes for, for 2023. So um, it's, it's just, it's interesting timing with that whole thing. Right. The check, big day. Anyway, uh, all that said, (laughs) anyway, yeah, I was going to say, anyway, all that said, don't, don't raise tuition. Yeah. For the 2023-2024 school year. At least wait a year. Yeah. I I see a GoFundMe account being set up. (laughs) I don't think people would be very... I don't think people would be be, be, uh, feeling too bad for me on that. Number two.
Word last night, Casey staying. Casey Tominaga, he uh, announced Wednesday he's pulling his name from the NBA draft, returning to Nebraska for another year. Caleb, thoughts? Uh, it's a big, big deal because one of the, the questions that we had had was if Casey, whether he stayed in the NBA draft or let's say he went and played professional basketball back in Japan, who was going to be your number one scorer? Like, you can find some guys who might be able to do it, but you've got a lot of defensively built guys, some low-efficiency shooting guys who you kind of want to have pass first, and who knows, maybe someone would step up. But you need to have a number one guy. That's going to be your score. And even if the other team starts to game plan and take him away, that opens up other guys to do things. Without Kase coming back, it was a giant question mark who that was going to be, what the offense would even look like. Now we have an idea of what that offense is going to look like with Casey coming back. The way over the last nine games of the year, he scored over 20 points seven times. He averaged over 20 points over that stretch. It put him into um, honorable mention all-conference. And honestly, I thought he should have probably been probably second team for the way that he played. Just he played on a team that didn't have enough wins. Now that puts you in the conversation for Nebraska. Can you finish in the top eight? in the league because if you finish in the top eight in the Big Ten Conference most years, yes I know there was a year, but most years if you finish in the top eight you are not just in the bubble conversation but you are making that NCAA tournament. Yeah. If you look back to last year, there was a point in the season, I don't know exactly where it was, I could probably pinpoint it, where he started getting used differently and more extensively. And I think it was a bit of a function of injuries that happened on the team, but he became a completely different player about two-thirds of the way through last season. Well, it, and, a big part is because he wasn't coming off the bench in, like, spot right. minutes. Yes, he had time. He had time and he was needed at that point. So it'll be interesting to see a whole season where he's thought of and used as he was the last third of the season and what he can kind of get for numbers. Then the other question, the other side of it is, sometimes it looked like he and Derek Walker shared one brain on the court. very much. Um, I have never, I mean, those two played, they knew what the other one was going to do. Will he develop a chemistry like that with anybody else on the floor? Uh, because that was one of the all-time great chemistries it in really Nebraska was. basketball that I've seen. Those guys always knew where the other one was going. It felt like it made great passes. Will there be somebody who can kind of be like that for him as well? So, it uh, d- Does any of that um, that cohesion develop? There is an over... Now, Keisei is going to go back and play with Japan with the national team. Is... Is any of that cohesion going to develop with Nebraska ball when they go on their overseas trip? Yeah. Because yeah. volleyball right now is in Brazil. Right. Nebraska is heading over to Europe, yep. the men's basketball team. They're going to do that late, later this summer. So Great news, though. Nebraska's had so much. There have been so many years where you're waiting on a decision from a player, either to go to the NBA or transfer or something like that, and it seems like every year it goes the I'm leaving route. Yeah. And for it once, and maybe one of the biggest times to go the I'm staying route, and the one, I don't know how the season's going to go. I mean, I'm not going to guarantee success or anything like that, but I can tell you what, there is going to be a draw for people to come to Pinnacle Bank Arena like there probably hasn't been mm-hmm. in, you know, since the, the arena first opened when people were going for the arena. There will be a player draw at PBA, even bigger than Bryce McGowan's, mm-hmm. he, because he wasn't proven at the time. It's going to be the biggest player draw at PBA and maybe in Nebraska basketball since, I don't know. The nineties is under. I don't even know if there. I mean, where people come to see Pajkowski like that, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's that. I think he is, captures the imagination of that many people that it may be unprecedented. With he's that. so fun to watch. Yeah. Last but not least, 
number one. Now the Nebraska Mountain Lions group on Facebook made a post Monday. It appears to be a deer carcass hanging off a tree near Ashland, and people speculating on how it got there. A flood, a mountain lion, a bobcat, or is it a hoax? This is, yeah, you've seen the picture, haven't you, now? Yes. So, yeah, it's a deer. I mean, it's basically just bones. Spine and, and skull, really. Spine and skull, and it's hanging off, you know, the kind of one of the main branches off the tree, and... Like, these people on this Facebook page, it's pretty entertaining because they're getting into the biggest arguments about what could have happened to allow that. There are some people who are like, oh, a mountain lion did it. And then other people are like, what, a mountain lion drug it up there? Which, And then, the, then like, some mountain lion group came in and said, mountain lions eat on the on the ground. There's no, They're not going to bring it up there. And then people are finding evidence of mountain lions hunting in trees. Okay, what are they? how did the mountain lion get that thing up there? There's no way it's a mountain lion. There's no way. Somebody put this. This is the work of a human. 100% in my opinion. Think so? What's your theory, Mark? I could see it being a, a big cap. A really? cat or a mountain lion, but I really don't know. you got to have a theory on it. Everybody's got a theory. Caleb, what's your theory on it? I could see it being a, being a big cat. I could also definitely see it just being a, a poacher. Yeah, or just somebody put it up there to scare people or something i don't know i'm not sure exactly that's that's my well, theory it's, on this it's, it's got to be real it was on facebook so yeah, well, I, yeah. yeah. and they also then there's also <laughs> questions about whether or not mountain lions are in that area of ashland uh, yeah but explain to me the scenario exactly what it kills it on the ground and drags it up yep is a mountain lion strong enough to oh, drag yeah. an entire deer up on a tree oh. climb a tree with a deer carcass yes yeah it's not a question I, of strength i don't know if, if i believe that I don't know if I believe that. Oh, all right. Well, so, believe right. it. I guess that's it for the morning drive. That's all of it. It's 756 <laughs> on KLIN. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Welcome back, Ellen K. Today with Jack and Friends on the uh, the rain actually came Thursday morning, and you can thank the upcoming Drought Buster Request Line Friday. Where we're doing songs about rains and storms and uh, all of those sorts of things. It uh, we got it going already. We just we just broke the seal though today. It's coming after this, but nonetheless, 
Uh, it is time now to talk to Robin and Dave, the Grow Lincoln team. Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, uh, about what's going on in the business, restaurant, retail world in the city. Good morning, Robin and Dave. How are we doing today? We are doing wet and Good. well. How are you? Good. <laughs> a little bit of glad, rain never hurt us a bit. Glad to see it. I'm getting Good some morning, rain gentlemen. gauge readings from people. We had over an inch at the airport. I said, uh, had one sent in to me that was 87 hundredths that came in. So depending on the part of the city, a little bit less out to the west of the city. Um, but it sounds like a lot of parts of the city got around an inch today, which is about how much that we got in basically each of the last two months. First quarter. Right. Yeah. 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 So very nice to finally, finally see. Uh, all right. Uh, Robin, let's start with you. You had a couple of things you wanted to get to here before we actually get through the individual pieces of news today. One of our guests who was on Grow Lincoln, um, we had a book author by the name of Tom Nichols. Um, he got a, got a little clip part in succession and was talking about it in his podcast this morning. Um, he wrote the book Death of Expertise, which, which was a book about how nobody wants to listen to experts anymore. And then our own worst enemy. So we've had him on the show a couple times. Uh, and he got a bit part as a curmudgeonly right wing television commentator. <laughs> <laughs> Curmudgeon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. So we're gonna we're gonna look for that podcast, see if we can find it, because he was actually a really good guest. By the yeah. way, it's kind of an interesting book too. Yeah. So I, I if somebody wants to kind of Think about things a little bit. I think this is a good book. Very yeah, good. But yeah, he said he was in, I think, the last episode. All right. Just, and I haven't seen it. I, I know everybody else is watching. I don't have Max, so I haven't watched yeah. it. I'm going to watch it someday because everybody says it's so good, but not at the moment. So I'll look for him. And when he I, said it was 16 hours of filming, basically in order to be the wallpaper back behind the characters <laughs> right. with just be the, a, tele- you know, the TV commentators talking Jeez. on the wall behind. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cool. All right. Uh, what else we have going on? Well, uh, we uh, received uh, at KLI, KLIN from uh, Mike Bretta, uh brought us a story. We, we had mentioned this before, and this is regarding uh, Scoops Ice Cream and Topper Popper uh, going in in the Haymarket. But he uh, was able to drill this down a little bit and said, uh, Friday, tomorrow, June 2nd, is going to be their grand opening. And by the way, their address is 311 North 8th Street. Okay. So deals, giving ice cream away uh, to a winner. Uh, sounds like a big party to get this thing started here in the Haymarket. So should be well, fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know about them giving ice cream away. Maybe I've got they the are. email oh, right yeah, here. Ha- I see it right here. Yeah, having deals and giving away free ice cream. For, for a, a year. Lucky for a year to one winner. Yeah, mm-hmm. good deal. So yeah. I missed that make, part of I that. didn't just make that up, I so promise. So 8th and Q, down at the, between Q and R, mm-hmm. down at the Haymarket. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that does there. It'll be fun. Oh, I, maybe a, I sure hope a it hot does spot well. for, uh, for university students and people who work in that area as well here for a little uh, afternoon treat, especially during the summer. All right, let's get into the uh, news that we've got this week. Question first from Annie on Facebook. What's happening with the former Independence South on Superior and Bell Ridge? What can you tell us, guys? Yeah, and Bell Ridge, I think, is over closer to 14th Street than it is to 27th, if I remember correctly. It is being turned into hospice by the very same family that owned Independence House, which was there. So they're um, they're going from, you know, just assisted living basically to hospice care at that okay. lo- at that location. 
All right. Um, questions from Tracy, Susan, and uh, Dana. They want to know what's going on. Apparently, there's a lot of people interested in this yeah. one. 56th and 0, uh, southeast corner by 7 Brew and Freddy's, where the two-story office building was torn down. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. big yeah, that big office building. They did put a coffee shop. That was the one that they brought in on the back of a truck. Bingo plopped dropped it, it down. Plopped it in there, but there's some more Boom. land. There's some more land there. What's happening there? Uh, discount tire is going into that location. Really? Yeah, a tire store, and it's huge, and it's yeah. going and it's going up about as fast as Seven Brew went up. I mean, yeah, they it, are building that thing like crazy. They're they are rolling with that. Yeah. Okay. They did they bring it back? Didn't bring it on a truck? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Parts of it. <laughs> well, I mean, they got access to quality lot, tires. Lots, you lot, never know. Lot, lots of block work uh, uh, happening there. That's in, that's an interesting one there. A bit a, a, a big tire store, huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Instead of an office building, that's just kind of a change. I mean, obviously, and it's a bit super heavy traffic area, right. obviously, right there on on fifty sixth and O. But to have that real to to have that real. I mean, we obviously have auto parts shop in here. We also have you know bigger big box stores that also sell tires and service centers that tell sell tires as well and. You know, kind of the T.O. Hazes of the world as well. Correct. But to see a big, kind of a, just a big store that specializes in tires from a retail perspective is interesting. So. And there's a lot of automotive services on North 84th. I think actually North Lincoln is pretty well served. You can get what you need on 27th or O or North. There's a ton of stuff on North 84th yeah. for options for auto it's, servicing vehicle. It's just interesting to me. That is a high dollar corner from a real estate uh, perspective and that a tire store is going in there which kind of goes to sh- show you that where the money you know but firestone went in at 84th and highway 2 okay there's another one there so right. yeah it's just if people were unaware of that yeah i didn't when i was thinking of the tire industry i wasn't thinking of that you know they could have just moved into 44th and O here and just sold tires out of this building probably a little cheaper than that situation just, yeah, just might, might had a, a a slight problem getting that size of building on this lot. Unfortunately, <clears throat> just bring the tires in the existing building. I think it'd be a great. <laughs> I think the room we're in right now would be a great tire showroom. I think it'd be amazing. Uh, install them in the back. I mean, goodness, it's almost custom made for that. If you think about it. Uh, just, just kind of carve some overhead doors in the sides uh, of the front of the building. Really, everybody's like, man, you guys do radio in a tire shop. That's crazy. Uh, okay. Uh, what do we have? News uh, on what? A uh, couple of places here more, in the more, capital city. More vehicle-related news here. Love's Travel Stop. Purchase the C-Stores at 25550 an 8411 Windmill Drive on North 84th, which would be near Adams Street, actually. Um, so we're going to see a big, big, big name chain yeah. coming coming into Lincoln. I was just wondering, were there are there existing ones? Yeah. Let's see. I yeah, those it. are existing. Those are easy. No, but what I'm saying is, there exi- does Love's in Lincoln, and I don't see any of them that are in Lincoln already. I see Syracuse, Omaha. They have one in Syracuse, and then they've got one if you're going west uh, on the interstate. Around, uh, around Aurora area, yeah, yeah, Missouri. Yeah, we yeah. went to KC last weekend and stopped in one on on the way to I've, Kansas City. So yeah, they they're definitely around. They just hadn't been inside of Lincoln city limits. Yeah, they're uh, around around Omaha. You've got it by Plattsmouth. There's one by Syracuse. There's one by Waterloo. There's one kind of just past Gretna. It looks like there's. 
there's one too. And then if you go to the West, you've got a couple couple of other ones. Uh, Skyler's got one, for instance, and uh, what you were talking about by Aurora, they've got one as well, but none in Lincoln. So yeah. that's that man. It is fascinating to watch. I think we probably talked about this before, but watch the battle between like the. I don't know if high end is the right word, but like the big convenience stores right now. And, and, you know, I think loves is kind of usually in in more highway type areas, but that's not necessarily what's happening here. I mean, I originally used to think of them more as a truck stop facility more than a convenience store facility, but I think they're trying to change yeah, uh, part of their model. And they've had to take on Bucky's down in Buc- down, down in south. Texas, and they've had to they have had to evolve down there into a superstore. <laughs> you I mean, Bucky, we, we were talking about Bucky's yesterday on the show. I think just uh, for some reason, and and Bucky's is what I, it's a combination between a gas station and a state uh, fair and a Walmart <laughs> and a Walmart. Yeah, no, a, a, a gas station fair. and a state fair is the way yeah. That, yeah. that I would describe it. But just you know, again, the high end stuff. You know, Casey. As all these places look so dang nice now, have you noticed that? They're, yeah, really used to think a gas station is just it's crappy inside, but, dirty. but all of these different brands of gas stations now, from the Casey's to the Hy-Vee's that they've got theirs, and well, and, even the new. Uh, I'm, I'm going to plug our local U Stop. Uh, yeah. uh, their their new facilities are significantly larger than what they and used very to be. nice. They're just very nice. You want to yeah. go in these places? Yeah. Yeah, and there's food ready everywhere, yeah. and it's thought of as better food. You you know usually you can get than lunch you think there. Gas station food, you get pretty good lunch. I kind of I like the world of the modern convenience yeah. store gas station. <laughs> it's pretty I nice. Enjoy it. uh, we may have already talked. I know I talked about this on, on my from myself, but I'm not sure if we did on this show. But hear news right up here at 48th and O. Yeah, CVS is closing. Yeah. Which you know I, I know a lot of people think, wow, how do these national brands like a CVS close? It, they do the same thing as all, all over the country. They evaluate every single year and make a determination whether or not they got to keep a store open or if they're going to close it. Yeah. And it's just sometimes there's a lot of competition in these specific areas. And 48th and O is there's there's quite a bit of uh, competition in oh, that there's, area. There's competition across the street. <laughs> no, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in a couple of different ways. Yeah. It'll I'm, be interesting to see what it becomes. Will it become a, a lovely CBD establishment? Or, <laughs> it'd be a big uh, one. <laughs> a super, CBD superstore. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're considering it, don't forget right down the street here again, 44th and O. <laughs> once again, what you can do there, you can probably do here. So think about that. Um all right, uh, North Cotner and Holdridge. What do we have news there? House of Reeds has closed. That was repurposed heirloom furniture and painting techniques. One of those things where they tried a storefront but moved it back online. So yeah, okay. we, we've seen a little little bit of that this year. Okay. But actually, I would say overall, our retail strip centers are full. Yeah, they they've weathered despite the storm. everything better than i think a lot of people thought would happen after uh after covid mm-hmm. i think a lot of people thought boop retail is dead right it does not appear to be that way now we are seeing more of them evolve into service oriented type of businesses 
and or or salons or you yeah, know but, you, I mean, you're that's not a buying clothes additions. necessarily. But it's a good point because I even this is a real specific answer, and I don't know. It's just an example, but like the one on eighty um, fourth and Van Dorn, there had always been seemed like there was always vacancies in that thing, and then since the pandemic, it's pretty much filled up. Yeah. With, with different places. I don't know if that's been the case with other ones or not, but we've seen that there at least. And I'm trying to remember the exact, exact percentages, but I, I did hear the other day they've been tracking how what percentage of retail business is done online. And remember during the pandemic, we were surprised at how low it actually had been. Right. Like before the pandemic, it was something like... 15 or 16 percent of retail sales are online and we're like that's all Mm -hmm. you know and then during lockdowns of course it went up to like 20 percent or more and then it sort of came down to like 18 percent i heard the other day that it's actually lower now than it what by about two percentage points than it was in 2019 because people are so glad to be out and about mm-hmm. so they're they are physically visiting stores and some online stores are experimenting with let's open up a storefront we're, and we're see, seeing more see of what that happens on a national basis yeah. where, mm-hmm. where they want to have uh, online presence as well as a brick and mortar presence all right uh about 30th 29th 30th and pine lake road what do we got there lens crafters is doing a remodel uh out uh, in the 2950 uh, Pine Lake location, $275,000. So is that, let's see, is that part of that strip 30th, mall 30th across and from Pine South Lake Point? Road. That would be, um, it's on the north side, so it's in the mall. Yeah. The Lens Crafters inside South Point Mall. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yep. Got you. And then in I-related news, big one at 40th and Yankee Hill Road. That general area, yeah. Uh, Capital Eye Care is going to putting in a new building uh, for eye care. Uh, One, they're they're building a brand new building on a pad site on a piece of land. Wow! Yes, one million three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. So there's a couple of medical buildings out there so already. Freestanding $1.3 million building at 40th and Yankee Hill. Um, down at 1220 Saltillo Road, Glass Edge. Um, 7,898 square foot office addition to a pre-engineered metal building. Um, doing some work to the parking lot at 12th and Saltillo. I mean, this is 12th and Saltillo. This is right. out by the bypass, guys. Right. Yeah, They're right. doing a $2.1 million project yeah. out there. Yeah. I am sure in anticipation of bypass traffic. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and frankly, I know that they have been looking for a while and, uh, there's just about, only so many locations that they could go in in South Lincoln, and they were trying very hard to be in South. Speaking Lincoln. of Saltillo, I was coming back from Hickman the other day, and I was trying to get a good look. You know, seventieth has been closed forever, but I was trying to get a look, good look, and see how the school was coming along. Yeah. So, I mean, got a few weeks here. I mean, sorry, kids, I'm not ending summer already, but you know, that's gonna you have to have that ready pretty soon because you're gonna have students in there. Not they're long gonna have now. to put the pedal to the metal, as they used to say. I know they were on on the Northwest one. They were. They, they were cutting it a little bit close on some of those things, so we'll see how that's going there with Standing Bear. Uh, all right, what do we have on the show coming up this week, Robin? Updating your heating and air conditioner to something more energy efficient. We're going to have John Henry's plumbing in. I'm going to have him speculate a little bit on technology and what what may be in development right now, but we haven't seen yet in Lincoln as far as all of that. And then related to that, incentive money 
to insulate your home from Lincoln Electric System. The airport will be in to tell us about their open house and then new businesses from Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Neither of you went to the open air open house, did you? The airport. I went to an earlier okay. one that that was an invitation one, and I'm I'm sure they were quite a bit further along with the redecorating and the remodeling than when I was there. But even what I saw was very nice, like really nice bathrooms, um, nice new carpet, nice tile, big windows, Good. and they're changing the arrangement of things are not going to be in the same place anymore. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I didn't get a chance to go out there and see it, but I'm looking forward to it at some point here with that. And hopefully good luck with that and continuing to get people on those flights. All right, uh, Robin, Dave, thank you very much. Good to thank talk you. to you. We'll be checking you guys out on Saturday at noon here in KLIN. All right. It is 826, 73 degrees in the capital city. Grab a break right now. Caleb's got a full sports cast coming up next on KLIN. Severe weather means interruptions. Check closings and cancellations anytime at KLIN.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Um. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, 837, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Uh, time to talk to the voice of the Huskers. He is Greg Sharp joining us right now. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? Jack, I'm great. Thanks. We have uh we have uh we are celebrating the rain. Uh it's finally happening. It's not even it's not even messing up any baseball games today. So that's good. Uh that's good too. We got a lot to lot to get to, I think, in across different sports today. But let's just put a little bow on baseball here before we we finish things out here at this point. Uh man, I was I was listening to you and Ben at the end of that uh Maryland game. I was driving around and uh, and so I've still never even seen seen the the last the last hit by uh, Max Anderson. Um, that what I was told was three to five feet away from from being a home run. Was it really that close? I still haven't even seen it. Probably, I think the outfielder was maybe a step in front of the wall. Yeah, right in front of the bullpen. Yeah, but pretty appropriate way, Jack, for that season to end. Yeah, you know, close, so promising, so close, and yet that far away. And you know, I. I've had a lot to process in the last five, six days. I mean, and I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. This team was picked fifth. They finished fourth. They get to the semis of the tournament. But yet, you're sitting there going, man, I think this should have been a regional team and playing this weekend. So just better season, obviously, than last year, but still not quite where this program wants to be. So I guess the the question is, is just a little bit where do they go from here? And probably the main way you think about that is just roster-wise, you're looks like you're going to lose some, you know, you're losing some guys in the transfer portal. You've got some guys who are going to go to the draft. Where do you kind of see the the needs on the roster kind of shaping up for next year? And who do you see as kind of the, the guys who are going to fill some of those roles for people who step away next year? Yeah, the exit meetings have taken place. They've done all the, the postseason meetings with the guys, and we heard some news the last two days on young men that are entering the portal or, in one case, retiring from baseball, just stop uh, hanging the cleats up in Corbin Hawkins. 
So I think the, the attrition part's probably over. We may hear another name or two today or tomorrow, but for the most part, I think it's done. But in this age in college sports, and we certainly have addressed that in, in recent weeks with basketball, is you're going to have to go fill some holes every year in the offseason. And the good news is there's so many names in the portal. And I think this staff found a good way a year ago to plug in some guys like Casey Burnham and Jace Kaminska. That they're going to go do the same thing again this offseason. They're going to go get a handful of guys in some spots that they need. Starting pitching would be one area. I think they probably need a third or first baseman to add to the mix. And so I think those will be the areas that they'll look at all these names in the next seven to ten days. And it'll be exciting then to start hearing who comes in, comes back the other way, much like we heard in basketball in April when we started hearing some names uh, that were joining the Huskers. Do you think I don't know, is is there a reevaluation kind of I don't know if it's, it's a philosophy thing or anything like that when you kind of think about what went wrong or maybe it's just about the depth of your pitching when you do that when you when there's a reflection on the season how do you think that's going to be thought about in terms of making adjustments for next year Yeah, that's a great question, and Will Bolt was asked that right after the game. It's tough, tough for him to answer it, but he did talk about trying to they have to add some depth to the pitching staff, but not all the woes in the midweeks were directed at the pitching staff. I mean, I think yeah. about, I think it was the North Dakota State game. They struck out 16 times. So, yeah. so maybe it's a lack of focus. It's a lack of fire. Maybe their prep for those games isn't quite what it needs to be. I think that, that stuff they'll have to really analyze in the offseason. But, yeah, obviously everybody's looking to add pitching depth. And so uh, the, the deeper you are, we talked about the Sunday woes, trying to find a guy to start Sunday. Well, if you're having trouble finding a guy to start Sunday, what are you doing Tuesday night? You know, that that's where – that slips into it. So, yeah, they need to add some arms. It's a big summer, Jack, for some guys like Drew Christo to go pitch somewhere and, and try to maybe establish himself as somebody who can be a weekend starter for you. Caleb Clark, who they were so high on when the year began, the freshman left-hander from Canada, and he just didn't translate. But they're not giving up on him, so hopefully he can go build some confidence this summer. And, and those are two, two guys that – Right now, we, we don't maybe think of them that way, but they could be starters on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday next year. Um, you know, Bryce uh, Anderson uh, and uh, or Bryce and, and Max Anderson, I should say, Bryce Matthews and Max, um, both juniors. But is it is it expected they both probably will uh, likely go ahead and go the pro route now after this? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. In baseball draft, you have what they call leverage after your junior year because. You make teams pay you the what the slot money is because you can say, well, if you don't get if you don't pay me what I'm slotted to get, then I'm going to go back to college. So they have that little bit of leverage in the in the draft. But I I think they both go. Max's back issues late in the season I think is going to be a bit of a concern for some of the pro teams. Max was just amazing all year. I think you're going to hear his name come out in the next week or two on some of the All American lists. Emmett Olson I think is another guy that's going to get drafted fairly high for Nebraska. So the Huskers will be represented yeah. well in the pro draft in July, and and the coaches are fully expecting to have to replace both of those both those guys in the middle infield for next season. Then you kind of think about the the core for next year. Then I mean, I'm, Will Walsh with that shutout, you know, maybe build yeah. off that. Gabe Swanson, who am I? Who else are you thinking of when you kind of think of the guys who who's going to kind of form the core of the reliable names on this team for next year? <laughs> Well, Josh Karen's back as your catcher. I really like Ben Columbus. I think he's a kind of a versatile guy that can catch or play first base. Dylan Carey had, a, I think, a tremendous year, particularly with the glove at third base. I would look for him to slide over to shortstop. That's what he played all throughout high school. And then your outfield's pretty well set. I mean, you've got Cole Evans is back. He hit around 300 with five home runs. Garrett Anglin will be back to, to work out there. Yeah. 
So, you know, with Swanson, Anglum, and Evans, you're, you're pretty well covered in your outfield spot. So it's not like the cupboard's bare. They've got a cornerstone to build off of, but they certainly need to go add some arms uh, to the mix. And then they need some players to just develop and become better. And that's, we saw that with Will Walsh this year. Can he continue to make strides? I mean, I mean, the all-conference tournament team for what he yeah. did last week up at Omaha. It was incredible. It, yeah. Incredible. And, and that ballpark fits him really well because he, he gives up fly balls. Well, those fly balls don't go anywhere in that stadium. So that's a good spot for him. But, yeah, maybe he solidifies himself as one of your three weekend starters going yeah. into 24. Uh, let's talk about the big news from last night. I don't mean to bear the lead here, but Casey Tominaga announces that he will be back for his final season, Nebraska basketball. You know, I think, Greg, we kind of, I, I mean, I, I think I kind of had an assumption, and maybe I was just emotionally protecting myself, but I kind of uh, planned on him not being here when the season ended last year, and it seemed like every time we talked to you about it or I heard some of the other people in the media talk about it who were in the know, they seemed to be more and more optimistic that he would end up coming back. What do you just kind of think of think of the decision here uh, by Casey to come back at this point and what it might mean for him going forward? Well, it's fantastic news. I mean, just really be, I even talked about this on Sports on it last night. I'm not sure there's a more popular guy on campus right now than Casey. I mean, of all the Husker athletes, maybe, maybe Lexi Rodriguez inches in there, but I mean, he's, he's become just a a folk hero in these parts. And, you know, when I heard that he only had one pro team working out privately and that was the Pacers just two days ago, I, I felt pretty confident he was coming back. Now, you know, the allure of the Olympics in 24 and maybe trying to be a part of the Japanese national team. In fact, he's going to go try out for their their uh, FIBA team this summer. So he's going to spend some time in Japan here in the next two months. Uh, I still think that can happen for him. And I think the coaching staff said, you know what, you can do both. You can still play your senior season here and still have a real chance to make the Japanese team moving oh. forward. So, uh, you know, I think that, probably I think that, yeah. that factors into it as well. Um, and I think the NBA guy said, hey, we like you, but you're not quite ready for, for this league yet, so go back. That's his ultimate dream, Jack. He really wants to play in the NBA. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, you know, he got, got a chance to sort of know what he needs to work on, and Fred talked about that last night in his statement as well, and now he can kind of go forward. It'll be, I mean, I'm assuming that'll be things like, you know, ball handling and, um, you know, even maybe kind of more of a point guard role. I'm not sure what, what that'll look like for the NBA or how they'll use him, but I, I want to go back to something that you said at the beginning just in terms of him maybe being the most popular athlete on campus. I agree. Like, I can't even think... Greg, people are going to come to Pinnacle Bank Arena to watch Kese Tominaga next year in a way. I mean, it's, Bryce McGowan's wasn't even there, you know, because he didn't quite have the history coming in. I don't know if we've seen something like this with Nebraska basketball, where one player is going to, you know, I don't know what happens with the season, but I know that that arena is going to be packed with people wanting to see Kese Tominaga. I think that's kind well, of yeah. unprecedented. I do, too. I, I, I don't, you know, I can't think of anybody in that particular sport where you were just so excited to go see them play. I mean, we've had great players down through the years, and we've had some guys, Delano Banton, make the NBA, but Delano didn't even start toward the end of his one year as a Husker on the court. So, yeah, he's – and you kind of need that. You kind of need a cornerstone for people to go, oh, yeah, okay, he's on that team. And the rest of the the league knows that he's on our team as well. I mean, he's developed a reputation around the conference as one of the top-tier players as well. So – yeah, it's you're going to see T-shirts, and it's too bad that he can't profit currently oh, in NIL man. because of being a foreign athlete and here on the school visa or whatever the, the terminology is. It's too bad because he would really profit by uh, this type of thing 
moving into next year. But happy for him. I know he's really popular with with the guys on the team. And uh, heck, I, I think it's. It, uh, I said this a couple weeks ago to you. I said it's okay to be kind of pumped up right now about Husker basketball because they've done a lot of really good things constructing that roster here in the last two months. Yeah. And there's some that they may not quite be done. It looks like either uh, with some of the things that I saw yesterday is they still got a scholarship they can work with. I believe. Uh, you know, one one thing I do wonder is so much of his success, not all of it by any means, but man, if you just go through, there are highlights on YouTube that are just Casey Tominaga and Derek Walker back and forth. And those two sometimes seemed like they played with one brain. I wonder, that, that's one of the things I wonder, if he'll be able to develop chemistry with a player like he did with Derek Walker last year, because I think Walker was a huge key to his success last year. Yeah, that's a great comment and question. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, can Rink Mass do some of the things that Walker, we don't know. We, we have to get that to happen. But there was, a, there was a synergy between those two in particular, and I think it's because they played together for a couple of years. And yeah. you get that kind of uh, in-sync ability when you are have around each other so that much longer that's that will be a little bit of a concern for me is that case is going to be gone for a couple of months so he's not really going to have a chance to work out with these guys in practice for the summer months so that that could hinder that a little bit but you're absolutely right i love Derek walker's game and he was such a great passer from the high post that that allowed nebraska to do a lot of special things in the offensive end And then, and then just the other thing is, before we move to football, is just, you know, they, he was used differently about two-thirds of the way through the season last year. And part of that, I think, was because of injury. But he became a, a, a focal point of the offense, which he was kind of a spot player prior to that. It'll be, Greg, it'll be interesting to see a whole season where he's that focal player, right? We, it's, still, it's still a fairly false, small sample where we've seen him as that kind of player, to be honest. It's about a month or a month, a little over a month of basketball. That's exactly right. I mean, he, he was kind of still a role player in December and early January, and then when mm-hmm. Bandamel went down, they had to really reconfigure what they did, and they started to make Casey the, the focal point with Derek Walker as kind of the, the, co, the co-conspirator in the whole thing for them. Yesterday was I, – I didn't like yesterday in some ways, Jack, because a lot of teams around the league got good news of guys coming back to yeah. them. Illinois got two of their starters to come back. Zach yeah, Eady, the player of the year. What in the world's he doing? Who's advising that kid? <laughs> Go to the NBA. Come on. Get out of here. Yeah. Man, I know. Yeah, I thought I thought the same thing in that. So Big Ten yeah. Nebraska's gonna start I mean, they're not I don't expect them to be up in the you know, up in the preseason ratings. They'll still be down low, but um it, it's it's gonna be interesting and, and it's a little bit of hope and fun going into the season. Um I don't know, you know, I don't know that game times are necessarily a huge impact on the football team itself and they're probably not wringing their hands over this in in the stadium as they're thinking about this but the fans are definitely interested in this so uh how about how about 10 a.m local time in boulder colorado to uh to kick off nebraska and colorado on big noon saturday the second time that colorado will be fox's big featured game nationally after they get it with tcu the first week what do you think about that setup well, how about that for them? They're coming off a one and eleven season, and they're going to be the prime kickoff time back to weeks one and two. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised. I love it from Nebraska standpoint because one, you you let there's a lot a lot less liquid courage that's going to be in the in those fans in that stadium by ten a.m. start time. Yeah. So I think it, it tamps down the the home field advantage for them. Plus, Nebraska is going to stay a team that practices in the morning, so playing at 11, it'll be 11 a.m. to our kids' body clocks. That's great. It's great exposure. So go take them out 
and and put on a big performance in, a, in front of a national audience again. So great yeah. opportunity weeks one and two to be on Big Fox, and then just love the CBS announcement for the Iowa game at 11 a.m. Yeah. on Black Friday. That that is fantastic. We even played the CBS deep song <laughs> last night. I love it so much nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. It is, and so and there's more of those to come because they did, you know, they didn't announce the full schedule. They just got about half of it laid out. But you know, I'm surprised with the Colorado kickoff time, but I think it actually helps Nebraska. Yeah, I do too. It's 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 probably more of a bummer if you're a fan traveling up there, um, maybe, and you wanted a little bit more time to enjoy the scenery and everything else prior to the game and the the tailgating setup. But I agree with you; it'll probably be um, something that ends up being beneficial beneficial for Nebraska. And then and then if people didn't see it, also uh, the the home opener, right? Northern Illinois. That's an that's an evening game, correct? Six yeah. o'clock FS1. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool too. I love. Night like games at Memorial Stadium and mid September. It's not maybe so much a heat issue, but it should be really comfortable to be out there on a Saturday night to to open the Matt Rural era at at Memorial Stadium. So yeah, that was kind of cool. I was kind of hoping we get both non conference game times that they're going to hold off on that last one with Louisiana Tech though for yeah. a while. Um, oh, I guess I haven't even talked to you since the whole uh, you know the Big Ten TV thing either, and the uh, a few of the teams apparently reporting coming out that they were were or are reluctant to play uh in the uh in, in the night games in November. Um yep. and I know you talked to Trev about that and you great quote. We use the stuff that you had from Trev on that, which I thought was really interesting. But I, I guess number one, my first question for you is like, why is this why do you think this is coming up now? Like these contracts had to be approved, I assume, by the schools. They had a chance to look at them. They signed them. They reported on them being approved and signed, and the dollars. How in the heck is this coming up now at this point? Well, one, I don't think they're signed. I okay. think they're close, or they have a memorandum of agreement, or that type of thing. So I think that now that everybody's kind of getting into the weeds, they're finding a couple of things. There was an agreement something, in principle, I guess. Yeah, correct. Yes. So now something that came out yesterday as well is there are several games, Jack, that are going to just be on Peabody. Oh, that's okay. a streaming service. They're not going to be on TV. Yeah. Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. yeah. Peacock, and one of them is is Michigan State and Washington. That's a pretty big game, and it's going to be on Peacock. Frustrating. And so, and so, folks, you better get ready. You're going to have to buy. You're going to get a subscription to Peacock because <sighs> you're going to need that because there's it's not one yet, but there's I I almost feel it in my bones. Well, there definitely be some basketball games I think on Peacock. Yeah, but there probably is going to be a Husker football game this fall on Peacock. Yeah. Jeez, I got, we got to get rid of one. Sorry, Disney Plus. My daughter's going to be disappointed, oh. but I got that because I finally discontinued uh, uh, Big Ten Plus too because I had that yeah. because there's so much more on that now than there than there used to be. Um, and so I, I, fi- I got rid of that, but I'll probably add that back during the fall because there's a lot of volleyball and, and basketball on that as well. And then you know, just real quick, back to the the not wanting to play night games. Uh, it's, it sounds ridiculous to me just because, yep. you know, if you're – this is a quid pro quo, right? You're getting life-changing money for a conference. You've got to provide content, and that includes at the most important time of the day, at the most important time of the football season. Of course you're going to have to play those. It's I, like I can't even imagine that you would ever think, ah, you know what, we, we've got this unbelievable chance to change this conference and the schools in this conference, and we're going to make a fuss about that after this whole thing. And I was glad to hear Trev with you saying, hey, look, we'll play, I believe you said, you know, any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, that was great to hear. Jack, it's ludicrous to me, and it's been that way since we joined the league 12 years ago. When the league just said, now nah, we don't play night games in November, I'm like, are you kidding me? You're just giving the primetime game 
in the biggest month of the season to the SEC, the Pac-12, the ACC, the Big 12. You're just giving them those big numbers and just setting on the sideline. I've always thought it's incredibly strange. I think they started to kind of weave a few in there, but a lot of the big boys, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, do not want to play those primetime games in November at night. And it's, uh, I don't get it, and I'm glad Trev said, yep, we'll do anytime, anywhere. We'll, we'll go take those. We'll snap them up for you. I, under, with Penn, I understand with Penn State it's a little bit about travel, but is this really just about weather? Is that, is that what it is? I don't know if it's weather, tradition. I don't know what tradition. Why to oh my that. gosh. If it is tradition, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, again. And, Michigan and- Michigan loves the noon kickoffs. Oh, Love brother. them. And and they, they they insist on getting so many noon kickoffs per year. Whatever. You can have them. Right. And it's not like it's impossible. Look there are Mountain West games on at nine PM in November. I know yeah. because I always turn them on to see if they're snowing in Wyoming or at Air Force. Uh and, and those sorts. And of course our NFL games in Cleveland and Pittsburgh, right? And and Cincinnati and all all of these big in Green Bay as well. Uh, all the time in November, and they make it work. So, uh, Greg, hey, uh, great, great baseball season. Uh, just you know, you and you and Ben and everybody else there along the network really enjoyed. I listened to you a ton this year. Great ride. Wish it would have went a little bit farther, but great job on that. And a little bit more free time here during the summer. And geez, before you know it, we'll be doing football games. So, love uh, it. Want to thank you for doing that for KLI, and we appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. All right. There you go. Thanks, Greg. We'll talk to you next week. Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers. It's 856. We'll wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, in some ways, the battle has already been won. You know, it's kind of like third quarter of a football game. You know, like it used to be in the 90s, and the score is 41 to 3. Starting to empty the bench a little bit. That's how it gone. That's how it went with the drought busting situation. We got ahead early in the game, really before the the crux of the game even started. But here in Nebraska, we like to finish it off, and we're going to do that tomorrow. The drought busting is going to be finished off with Request Line Friday. 43 people have already got requested. Maybe record-breaking record breaking rain, record-breaking song requests coming out <laughs> of the drought busting Request Line Friday. So if you've got a song that you think nobody's thought of yet about precipitation, rain, storms, or anything related to those, and you want to send it in for the drought buster tomorrow, uh, text those in today to 402-479-1400. We're going to have a blast with that tomorrow. Get you ready for the weekend. The weekend's almost here already. It feels like it was just Memorial Weekend a couple hours ago. Fantastic. So we've got, we've got that coming up tomorrow, and uh, we'll have Jeff Maul join us as well. That is it for the show today. We will talk to you tomorrow. It is 9 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.